0: I said okay, I'm gonna hold this microphone like a rapper.
1: Yo dog.
0: So so I don't know why s- s- they do it like this.
1: Cause it's cool. That's
0: Check a good question. Yeah. Anyway, we're recording.
1: Oh, can now. you hear me now? <laughs>
0: Church podcast, where Jesus. What's going on, everyone? My name is Brian Williams, and I am the pastor of Restoration Church in Traverse City, Michigan. Thanks so much for allowing us into your digital life and tuning in to this message. If you'd like to get involved with anything we have going on, you can do so at restorationtc.com. While you're there, you can find out about events, get to know a little bit more about what we believe, and you can also give a donation. Now, we're set up a little different than most in that we have a community account where 100% of your donation goes directly back into the community, both locally and globally. We've partnered with organizations like Freedom Builders here in Traverse City, World Orphans, and Charity Water. We also have an overhead account that helps fund the mission and vision of the church. Our vision is people following Jesus, and our mission is transparency, community, and change. Thanks again for checking out the message. Now let's get to it. Goodness gracious, great Great balls balls of of fire. We are here at the podcast studios, which is also the office, (laughs) which is also the chapel Which is also the Friends Church in Traverse City, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a very hyphenated building. And cold. And cold.
1: But everything is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you live in northern Michigan, you just have to accept the reality, I guess.
1: I don't want to this year for some reason.
0: Me either. I woke up this morning. <sighs> Isn't it great to yawn on a podcast? <laughs> I woke up this morning cold, and we don't keep our house that cold. I mean, it was like sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy.
1: That's kind of warm for sleeping.
0: No, no, no. Oh, like, during the it's day it's like down to sixty four when we sleep, okay. but then then the heat kicks on. I have a schedule to, to kick schedule. on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because that's how you... Thermostats work that way. You can set the temperature to turn on when you want to. Um, thus
1: saving energy and not having to mess with the thermostat.
0: Yep. So we did that. I turned it on. And um, it it was on by the time I... So I get up around 5.15 or so on weekday mornings. And uh, it was, you know, 68 degrees. And I was still cold hmm. I don't I, I don't know what it is I just I want it to be like 75
1: it will one day mm. soonish six yeah. months
0: yeah let's see six four months from months. now would be four months maybe, yeah, four, maybe four, months. four June we'll hit a couple 70 degree days maybe in May hopefully maybe maybe we also might get a little bit of snow in May
1: <laughs> yes, I've learned that to plant flowers in May until yeah. at least Memorial Day. Our weekend. first weekend
0: up here, in um, the very first time we were up here, uh, not on staff, just we were leading worship, um, filling in. And that Sunday morning, it was May 2nd. <laughs> and there was snow falling out.
1: That's insane.
0: And I said,
1: What am I doing? I think the year we moved here was, well, we moved here in 04. And that spring, for Easter, we were going to go downstate. And Easter was in mid-April that year. And it was a huge snowstorm. So we did not go downstate. We went to a friend's house here in town. Because we couldn't drive four hours.
0: And that's why we use colored eggs up here in (laughs) Michigan for Easter egg hunts. Because you have to find them them in the snow. Correct.
1: (laughs) They have to be bright. Yeah. Ukrainian Easter eggs. Those are cool.
0: Is that, I don't, is that,
1: they're extremely, yeah, I can talk. Extremely detailed works of art. Google them. Google it in Ukrainian. So what saying. you're
0: saying is they make these eggs extraordinary. <laughs> yes,
1: they take an ordinary egg Yes, and they do something extraordinary with it. Wow. Which may or may not be the theme of this podcast. What a segue, man. I'm impressed with us, I have to say.
0: Yep, that was pretty good.
1: I think we should just end it there.
0: And thanks for being a part of the podcast. <laughs> we'll see you folks. Sunday. We thought last week's was short. This week was even gotcha. shorter. Hey, listen. We moved into the new space-ish. Uh, new space-ish because... It's still
1: in the same building. Still in
0: the same building. Um, not not necessarily the future space for all time, but it's another step. Correct. And... Uh, I think it went well. Um, Yes. The reason the podcast was short last week was because I was working on all of it uh, and getting it all set up and ready. So for those of you that came out, thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for showing up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sometimes I I add things onto a sentence and I don't know what the next word should be because I'm basically just going to repeat the same thing that I just said. Just in a different way.
1: Which would be repetitive and redundant.
0: And also repetitive at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for coming out to that and being a part of it. Um, It was a bit of work to get done, but we got it. And there were several people that came and helped out along the way. Um, So it was cool. If you want to, I think Saturday evenings I'm going to have a setup crew. We're just gonna set up on Saturday night because there's little things that need to get set up for Sunday morning. Get That's chairs out, idea. get tables ready, that kind of thing. So, if you'd like to be a part of that,
1: could come out and have a beverage. We won't stop you. What time?
0: Good question. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven.
1: What time's the bar close?
0: Not till like ten or eleven.
1: Oh yeah, it's Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Seven's a good time. I think
0: seven's good. Post-dinner. Mm-hmm. Not too late. Yeah,
1: it doesn't take very long, especially It'll take, with how... It takes an hour. If there's mm-hmm.
0: many hands, make light to work.
1: That's a rumor.
0: That's a Chinese proverb.
1: I like that better than Sunday morning. Oh,
0: it's so much better than Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the space, I don't know what I thought it was going to look like, but that wasn't it. It far exceeded my expectation. (laughs) (laughs) Far exceeded my expectation. Um, Because I had seen the space before, just when it was whatever it was. And all of Russ's tanks are back there and cans to be. Yeah. Like I was looking for Laverne and Shirley, but since they're both dead now, they're not back there bottling beer.
0: Is that what they did? It's an old reference. I know Laverne. They worked in Milwaukee
1: at a a brewing, they bottled beer. Oh, they did it their way.
0: That's true. Like Frank's. Same. Same. Same.
1: Nobody can talk. Here's today. the problem.
0: Okay. <laughs> last week I worked a lot of hours, and I was telling myself <laughs> this this morning. I'm, I'm probably going to put it on social media at some point because is any thought actually true until you put it out there? Nope. That last week I felt pretty good like i was like i'm i'm feeling good i i can do all this but i was just robbing myself of energy <laughs> for this week you know the old adage uh robbing peter to pay paul yes essentially is what i was doing
1: peter's back he wants what's his yeah cuz you robbed him last week
0: <clears throat> that's true and that's the energy this week
1: and even though i'm twice have. as old as you you're not 20 anymore i'm not Takes a minute to recover from a long week. And evidently pneumonia. <laughs>
0: Apparently. Don't worry, it's just COVID.
1: Oh, good. I'm good then.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's shutting off right yeah. now because ah. they don't want to catch it through it the can, airwaves.
0: Yeah, it can happen through the airwaves. It's I got coming. Catching my throat. Anyway, um Yeah, so I it's still there. Get it out. So I uh <laughs> am dying.
1: Well, die quieter. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I know it's Sheesh. not good for audible podcasts. Um,
1: yeah, Either so I'm, words I'm, I can't,
0: I can't form form words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read you a story or while Brian leaves the room. Together.
0: Or string a thought together. I don't know what's happening. So anyway, I'm tired from last week, <laughs> and so my thoughts aren't well put together. I tried to say Frank Sinatra. But I said saint, 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 <laughs> saint. That was like a broken record. I
1: thought you were maybe having a seizure.
0: Maybe I was. When you
1: were saying saint, I'm like, where is he saint. going with this? Because usually I can pick up Frank where you're headed.
0: Sinatra.
1: Also did it his way.
0: Yes, that's what I was trying to say.
1: Well said. Okay. Well So eloquent. Well done.
0: <laughs> Concise.
1: You must speak for a living. Mm,
0: yes. <laughs> and you, I bet you did that for a profession. You're a professional talker.
1: And singer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Singer, I just have to remember chords and words.
1: No, I'm out. I'm tapping out.
0: Um, okay, so anyway, that's <laughs> the space. That's what we've been up to. That's why I'm not coherent today. Um, I say that a lot. I think I'm just not coherent. Um, In general. Yeah. What's um What's good? What are we... What's on the agenda for today?
1: I think on the agenda for today really is um being extraordinary with the ordinary
0: much like this podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> duh You're using my
1: words <laughs> well i was thinking about your message which i often do um and then i write the questions and then some th- sometimes sometimes the questions don't even address like what i end up thinking the main point is and this idea this idea especially in in this time of of just living an ordinary life because nobody wants to be ordinary ask youtube and tiktok and whatever else is out there we want to make famous and be famous like we
0: all want to be influencers yes yeah
1: but but in our everyday lives what are we doing and how are we living and i was thinking about that too because when i first saw the new space it was on saturday because russ was having his 15th anniversary party and there was a band there that i had never heard and they were so fun yeah um particularly because the music that she sang was the stuff that i grew up listening to with my parents which got me and my brother very nostalgic and then we start thinking about like just stuff like you do but like our dad who's gone, it'll be ten years now, um in May, it'll be ten years since he died. But it's like our parents didn't have a fair life. Like things just happened that weren't fair. We grew up in a city, big deal, lots of people did. Um, but they just had I would say an extraordinary life. Started out interesting. They started out um they met when they were thirteen and seventeen and they just wanted to be together. Um, might save that story for another time, but after lots of um, being locked up and running away and getting caught, even getting shot at by the police, mm-hmm. and finally getting married, they stayed married forever. Um, they just wanted to be together and build a family, and they set the best example I still know on this earth of unconditional love, and and choosing to just have fun and enjoy life regardless of what comes so I, that so I, all of that was on my mind and then I read an article yesterday can you call it an article if it's online Is it still an article? You, I think you still would okay. call it an
0: online article.
1: Cool. About a digital
0: a, article. Ooh.
1: What? Digital about a a woman who's a federal dr- judge down in Detroit um, and I'm reading this article about her life and it's like how do we not know about her? I have to look up her name. but So she's a federal judge. She's going to retire in September. But she's lived this extraordinary life that nobody is really outside of her profession. Nobody's heard of her. But the the things that she accomplished and the far-reaching effects that her life has had and will continue to have long after she's gone is fascinating to me. And so the question today and the fun thing to talk about is what are we looking for? What are we searching for what are we spending our days doing um while the ordinary things around us are just falling by the wayside. And I, I think I was guilty of that early in my marriage with a young family because you want everything to be just right. Yeah. And you kind of forget about like what's going on in front of you right now. Like yeah. your kid wants to play in your washing dishes or you gotta go or you have to do this or whatever. So that's kind of where I thought right. we'd head today.
0: Yeah. No, that's really good. And also convicting for, for me, um, and I think for a lot of pastors that feel this way, um, you know, when when you start out in ministry, like, you have all these really grand plans and ideas, and uh, you know, typically they're from a good place that you, you want to be able to Mm-hmm. reach all these people and do all this stuff and um you know have a have a platform to speak on and all that kind of stuff and 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 you envision this dream of like getting asked at least this is me okay so this maybe I, I can't i can't generalize this is me for sure um whether it was music or preaching like envisioning like this grand you know i get to I get to go all over the place and speak Mm -hmm. and, or, or play music. Um, And like, man, we just think about this huge, like, wow, how, how big that could be. Like people would know my name and they would, you know, come and hear me preach a sermon. Cause I would, when I was, um, I, I wasn't always in ministry. I did, I did like gravestone work I think we've talked about this before yeah. like I I worked on on gravestones basically um in a production area I would like would sandblast these uh, gravestones and uh you know it was pretty I, I don't mean to say it but it's pretty mundane mm-hmm. work I mean just you're detached from it you bring the stone in there's a stencil on it and you just push it button, and the sandblaster goes back and forth up and down until it's done um and i would and then you'd have to spray paint it or whatever and then clean it off and you're mm, done with that stone. Moving on, yeah. Yep. And uh so i would just listen to um this was before podcasts were a thing, but i would <laughs> listen to sermons um specifically like Francis Chan. I think i listened to every single Francis Chan message <laughs> uh in in the span of like 6 years that i worked at this place and um You know, you you just have that idea, like, okay, this is what a pastor does. This is what I'm going to... Disregard, you know, the local church that you're a part of. But, like, (laughs) this is it. And um, you have all these really grand ideas of doing something amazing. Um, And in your mind, amazing is how many people are going to be there. Yeah. How many places can I speak at? All this other kind of stuff.
1: How many people know me and recognize me.
0: Yep, Um, yep. And so... Having that dream and that vision and then facing the reality of 99% of the preachers out there, nobody knows, or very few people know. Mm-hmm. And is that enough? You're not going to amount to this grand plan that you think you had thought up. But then what matters is how did I, how did I treat people Mm -hmm. along the way like how did I do as a local pastor regardless of how well I speak or don't speak or am coherent or incoherent (laughs) or how well I can lead worship or if I sang all the songs wrong like how was I impacting people around me um in the day-to-day yeah um and you know just having that and, and that's something I struggled with um for a while even in in planting restoration uh having those things and and i 've made it known before, like you know going like I love preaching, but i don 't necessarily love after the sermon or <laughs> before the service where i 'm having to just mingle and chat uh, not that i don 't want to chat or mingle I, it just gives me anxiety and um and i 'm working to overcome that, but um I had somebody tell me. You know, if, you, if you're not connecting with people off of the stage, quote-unquote stage, um, because up until this past Sunday we didn't have one. <laughs> we <laughs> have one now. Um, but how, how you're connecting with people on and off the stage is, is how they're going to connect with you when you're on it and preaching. Oh. Otherwise, you're just going to be a uh, fill-in, like spe- you're a speaker. You're not a preacher. Or a pastor, or a pastor, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're just you're just it's just another speaking engagement, and the difference between a pastor and a speaker is how you are interacting with the people around you. So I was like, Ugh. "Bet you liked hearing that." Yep, yeah, it was my favorite <laughs> thing in the world, and so that was when I decided, like, okay, I've just got to get better at at this part of it, and that's just all that to say. That's just doing the ordinary things extraordinary, like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing them extraordinary. It's just, it's... And then I read this book, or am reading this book. I haven't finished it, much like most books. (laughs) um, Called The Imperfect Pastor. And And it just goes through, like, this preacher had all these grand ideas, you know, all this stuff, and was getting asked to speak in all these places, and then got divorced. And his whole life came crashing down, and realized that he was chasing after the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when I started reading it, I was like, yeah, but my motives are different, you know? <laughs> like, no, but they're really not. And uh,
1: and we know what they say the road to hell is paved with anyway. Good cool. intentions. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Good intentions. That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah, and uh, so, like, when you talk about that, like, it's just... <sighs> You, th- like with that judge, mm-hmm. she she didn't have any. Uh, I don't I don't know if she did or not, but I would imagine she didn't have any, any, goal of like becoming a federal judge. It was just like, what's the next step right. I need to take? What's the yeah. next thing I need to do? And then just going there. What's get, funny
1: is she wanted to be a journalist. Yeah, she grew up in Detroit. She's one of seven children, so they were kind of poor in the sixties. And she always wanted to be a journalist. And so she went to college and applied for a job. And they said, you're a really good journalist, but we already hired a black writer. And so they didn't hire her. Mm. And so she was like, fine, I'm going to law school. I'm going to make a difference um, that way. So she did. Her name is Victoria Roberts. I looked her up so so here's this i've never heard of her before yesterday. Mm-hmm. so here she is going back to law school um, had a great career as an attorney, then became a judge and then clinton President Clinton appointed her in the nineties as a federal judge and she's known for this to me is doing and i'm going to get back to what you were saying because i'm going to push back a little okay um so she's she's sitting on the court in her most famous case. Again, I live in Michigan, and I didn't know this. It was in 2012, and there was a family on trial for domestic terrorism. And so the federal prosecutor presented their case. There's a jury, the whole trial and everything. At the end of this two-week trial, um, they call her gutsy. I call it, yay, somebody did the right thing and didn't care about what other people thought. She threw the case out instead of sending it to the jury. Hmm. She said, there's no evidence of a crime here. You guys haven't proven anything. There's not even enough evidence that there was a crime. Dismiss the case and let the family, they had been in jail for two years awaiting trial. And that was it. Um, Anyway, she's well-respected. Even somebody in the article I read said, even if she um, decided against your case, you still left feeling good for having been around her because she just was a good judge and Mm -hmm. a good person. Who did the right thing. And so that's how she's being remembered. And to me, that's that's what it's about. Like how are you gonna be remembered when you move on or whatever? Yeah. Um I was gonna say die, but you're in your thirties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, knock on wood. I'm not jinxing anyone. But like how I'm thinking, well, you're you're obviously your profession is important, it's your lifestyle and you've called to it, but you also have four children and a wife. Yeah. You know, and what kind of memories are you creating? That's the ordinary stuff. Right. When I think about my growing up years, I didn't even know I was poor until I went to college and was like, holy cow, I yeah. didn't realize I grew up poor. Yeah, um, Because the mundane, everyday stuff wasn't mundane and everyday all the time. And, right. and how are your kids going to think of you when they're not around you and they grow up and move away or whatever? Yeah. They're going to have great memories from what I've seen. Yeah you know you guys do the ordinary fun yeah. and extraordinarily um and so i think that's what you were getting at too about um i think people can do with their families what you were maybe thinking you might do as a pastor which is reach for something when what you what a pastor needs and has and does is right here in front of you mm-hmm. so maybe that's
0: yeah yeah, I mean, just as a pastor you think about the bigger stage, the bigger yeah. thing, the bigger all that kind of stuff and um and and, and thinking like you're not going to make a difference until you get to that point. Right. You know. And yeah. so that's I guess that's kind of what I was saying is we lose we lose sight of doing the ordinary in the pursuit of what we perceive to be extraordinary. Huge. Yeah. And so we 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 won't do the ordinary extraordinarily. We just want what's extraordinary.
1: Yeah.
0: And refuse to do the stuff that's gonna, like, just this idea of just put your head down and just get to work. Just start start working and let whatever path you're supposed to be on take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Just 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 go. Just do it. <laughs> Nike, we got Nike, Nike back. Um, would have a better studio with just, better heat if yeah, we had. Yeah, we, we totally, yes. <laughs> I would agree. Um, and again, not tooting my own horn at all on this. I don't like doing that even a little bit, but um, it really stuck with me when a friend of mine uh, is, a, is a pastor, and he said, this was several years ago, he said... Um, people come up to him this was at the last church I was at at the Tabernacle it was John i can say it i don't care <laughs> john vermilia said um he he said people come up to him from time to time and want to speak at his church you know want to want to speak at the tabernacle want to be you know use the platform that's been created there mm-hmm. um and john's not a selfish person he's like whatever i don't i don't care but we're very particular about who speaks and when they speak and what they speak on all that Mm -hmm. so they're protective of the stage as well but they want like basically it was people wanting to use his platform for their own thing and it's like man if you're called to preach you're called to preach you're going to preach no matter what the stage looks like or where it is and that always stuck with me um over the last several years uh, and I think I've talked about it before, you know, and that's one of the doing the ordinary things extraordinarily like, mm-hmm. man, when we we started on my front porch uh, <laughs> at my house, you know, well, we started just as a small group. But right. when we started actually doing things in the evening time, it was like
1: and inviting people,
0: inviting people, <laughs> it people. was it was we're just going to do it at my front porch because what? That, that's what we have. That's what, yeah. And, and we started with zero things. And so like literally zero, we had nothing to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then we moved to the Civic Center and used that for yeah. six weeks because we could because it was super cheap to rent that out. And then, mm-hmm. and then when we got to the brewery, like you just, you just do it. You just keep going.
1: Yeah, you're called to start a church and preach, so you started a church and you preached.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And regardless of what that looks like now or in the future, I mean, you know, I and in my head I envisioned, yeah, there's going to be so many people we're going to start yeah. all these other brewery churches and stuff and I don't know, that might still happen, but the reality is is you know, there's
1: well, we were going to build a brewery to fund the church. Right, it yeah, was, yeah. That was going to be an all-inclusive thing. Yeah, and yep. That didn't happen. Yep. It was a cool idea, and maybe again, who right. knows, but right now. I'm thinking of the movie, I don't even know how old this movie is, and I've only seen it once. I don't remember why I watched it. Mr. Holland's Opus with oh, Richard yeah. Dreyfus. Yeah. He spent his whole life wanting to write this massive piece of music that nobody would ever forget. Yep. And what he had done was touched all those students' lives over decades of yep. teaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, my goodness. That just reminds me of an article I read. <laughs> Digital article. There's a teacher that was retiring because he had cancer. And he made such a profound effect on his students. They came from everywhere. Oh, I wish I could remember more details. Um but I can see the image that came with the article of him sitting in the upstairs window, looking outside, and all of his students were lined up, thanking him for what an awesome teacher he was and what a profound effect he had on them. He may have been a music teacher, yeah, um just to come cheer him up, yeah. so you know you spend your whole life teaching in a public school, you're not going to get a lot of notoriety for that, but the countless lives that you've affected right um that to to me like what Really, what else is there? Mm-hmm. What are, what are we chasing? What are we looking for? What are we distracted by? Yep. That's always going to be my mission to yep. um, bring to people's attention and try and get them to enjoy this life. Because everything sounds cliche, but I mean, time's passing by, and yeah. kids are growing up, and
0: yeah.
1: things are changing. And what do you what are you doing? And how are people going to remember you?
0: And you think about that teacher, uh, and and. I don't know, maybe you're like me and you're like, man, what I what would I feel like in that moment to see all these people come yeah. together for that, you know? Uh, and, and again, you're attracted to the extraordinary right. result <laughs> of something ordinary being done over and over and over for and decades. over again for decades, yeah. doing the same thing. And that's, again, the example of somebody doing the ordinary extraordinarily mm-hmm. and just making an impact in the surrounding around him and that's that's so cool um and that reminds me it's like story (laughs) hour i guess just well that's good though i mean that's that's really good to have you know these examples Mm -hmm. um another he was a pastor uh his name was also john apparently i only know pastors whose name is john (laughs) Um, and Chris. <laughs> Actually I know a few pastor Chris's too. <laughs> That's weird. Um anyway, this Pastor John was a pastor down in Jackson. Uh in in your you Yes, know, I you spent ten years time. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um he was a pastor at a church called West Winds Church. Um and it was the same thing, just a creative dude, uh, was part of the worship team and helped take over this kind of slowly dying church uh, and completely transformed it into something that was thriving and continued to, to make waves. They did a poetry contest every year with the public school system um, and they would turn it into a... Um, they would turn it into a... Uh, um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. They would turn it into a song. Um, they would turn it into a song, and uh, like whoever the poetry contest winner was, like the worship team would turn it into a song. That's cool. And what would happen is the public school system would bus in all of these public school kids to their church <laughs> to to be a part of this poetry contest, and. Like, the impact that that made, I mean, you've got the public school system, <laughs> and somebody might get mad about this if they're not church people or whatever, like, bringing in all of these public school kids to a church to be a part of something. Like, mm-hmm. how often have you heard that before? But it's right. just a guy doing the ordinary things extraordinarily. And then when he left Jackson to go to California, he, like the, like, the community through a party for him like that's a going so cool. away party not the church the community yeah. and he was super involved in the community and so they just they that that's what they did um he went down there was out of church for a while then he started a restaurant 3 days before covid hit <laughs>
1: <laughs> much like starting a church a week before covid <laughs> shut everything down
0: and um yeah and, and he's you know he he's written books and stuff but it's just somebody doing the little things right mm-hmm. and that continues to just make a dent. So
1: and as an aside there is no thing there is no such thing as separation of church and state. So it's always funny that we throw that caveat in there. Can you believe that the public schools right. are busting and somebody might get mad cuz somebody will get mad. I mean somewhere yeah. someone's complaining but um Nowhere in our Constitution or our government is there anything that says there's a separation of church and state. So I defy anyone
0: where do to we defend get, that. Where do we get that from?
1: It's the twisting of words for an agenda.
0: Oh.
1: Um, we have... Um, there, is, there is very specific language about not establishing a religion.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: For, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So we have freedom of religion yep. and speech, but there is nothing that says... It has to be separate separation from church and state. That's mm. just ridiculous. Wow. So I can have a Bible. I had a Bible in school on my desk all the time and people ask me about it. Did I force it? Did I teach it? Did was it mandatory? No. Can it be there? Of course. Right. There is no separation. Mm. I just can't mandatorily teach you right. a religion. Right that's the establishment of a religion. Uh, So there's your history lesson, your government lesson. Good. And speaking of stories, (laughs) I was thinking again. Um, I met a guy this summer at Ram's Tattoo Shop. His name is Don Kasky. I had to look it up. I remembered his name is Don. Um, Here's another extraordinary thing with an ordinary situation. He was diagnosed with cancer three years ago, Mm -hmm. terminal cancer. Hmm. I don't remember if he was a tattoo artist or not, but he decided he wasn't just going to lay around and take it. He knew he was going to die. The point of the story is he passed away yesterday, I saw on Facebook. Um, But what he did was to spread um, just happiness and good cheer and positivity. He traveled literally around the world these past three years getting matching tattoos with strangers. (laughs) And he had five tattoos when he started, and when he died yesterday, he had 642 tattoos.
0: Holy cow. And his whole
1: thing was to raise money to fight cancer.
0: Yeah.
1: His slogan was, F cancer. I mm-hmm. won't swear on podcast, even though I would normally swear anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but to just not sit back and, like, I don't know what I would do if I was diagnosed today with terminal cancer. I probably would have one hell of a long, oops, I just swore, <laughs> a very long pity party. <laughs> But he he traveled, and he just wanted to connect with people and meet people and enjoy what time he had left. And so his premise was, I will travel from tattoo shop to tattoo shop. Anyone who wants to show up, let's pick matching tattoos, and we'll get matching tattoos. And if you want to donate to Cancer Research, cool. Um, And so I was scrolling through his Facebook page yesterday. People from all over just talking about the profound effect he had on their lives just by being happy and cheerful and positive in a very negative situation. Yeah. I just think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. And and, and we get this whole like the this this idea in case you weren't around <laughs> is from um wherever i preach from luke 2 <laughs> luke 2 uh <laughs> where where jesus gets left behind at the temple mm-hmm. and um it's a very human story but the, there's good themes for it uh it, at the end of it it says that um he submitted to uh his, his parents, parents and that he um he grew in stature and wisdom and favor with both god and man just by living, like for the next 18 years of just Doing Mm -hmm. ordinary things, um, but doing them to perfection. And all of that preparing him for ministry he was about to do.
1: And what's funny is there is nothing on record that we know of, of what he did between the ages of 12 and 30. Mm -mm. But it's enough. it's, It's in Scripture saying he grew in stature and favor and wisdom with God and men. So he obviously... Did something, like you just said. Yeah. I also like in this passage where um, you spoke about the festivals, yep. which I love special occasions and holidays. Our family yep. did those fun. Um, and how they became optional over time, but yeah. his parents still observed them. Yeah, And I think that says a lot for a very poor couple with nothing materially that they still celebrated their cultural celebrations yep. and participated in them even when it really wasn't mandatory anymore. But right. they chose to. Yeah. Just that kind of a lifestyle is very appealing. Yeah. To me. Yeah. To have, no matter what's going on, to celebrate, to enjoy life. Like this Don did. He di- he didn't I think he did a Facebook post like two or three days ago. Wow. Like, he was still planning on going places, even though he was in the hospital, thinking maybe this is just another hump to get over, and he'd be sure. going to Boston this week to get some more tattoos with people, but
0: hmm.
1: now he's with Jesus.
0: Wow. That's cool. Yeah, well, that was the topic for this last week. It
1: was. There's still one ending note we can we can end on. Okay. When When did it become ordinary or acceptable... Maybe I'm opening a can of worms at the end here, but but there's a trend of, oh, the adulting is so hard. Oh, yeah, you mentioned yeah, yeah, it on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. And and I see this on Facebook a lot, and it drives me insane only when I see believers do it. If people that I know profess to follow Christ start putting this stuff on Facebook, it drives me crazy because I think it's slandering Jesus Yeah, um, about how it's just too hard, and I just can't adult, and I'm not going to get through this day, and mm-hmm. that's just how I am, and... Um, that's the most defeatist anti-Christian lifestyle I can imagine.
0: Yeah. Consider it pure joy. Yeah. When you face trials of any kind, because you know that the trials produce endurance uh, of your... Uh, and
1: then, and then to perseverance. Uh, yeah. We're not enduring and persevering. We're buckling up and binge-watching. Being watching. full and
0: complete and lacking in nothing. Exactly. <laughs> is what the end result is. Right. But yeah, we're just like I just can't do it anymore. It's just like, shut up. You can do it
1: if you want to. Yeah, and if you believe what you say, you believe. Right. So we'll just maybe end soon on that question. But
0: it's it's the it, I mean it's the negative stuff that gets the most publicity. Yeah. So you know, I I just think we got to be careful with what we're putting out there on for for content.
1: And if you're putting it out there, you must be saying it at home. And do you have kids at home or friends that are listening to mm-hmm. you and you say you're a follower of Jesus? Yeah. I think I cut
0: you off. And, and, so. and no, no, you're good. And it's not to say that life isn't difficult or, right. or there's difficult moments. Yeah, it's life. Everybody has it. Everybody faces stuff all the time. You're
1: not special because you're going through a hard time right now. But
0: when did when did we start celebrating? like Defeat. <sighs> Defeat? And, and, and the other thing of like, um, what, uh, yeah, celebrating defeat and like putting, putting your spouse down or, yeah. uh, like there's videos and stuff of just like, I don't know. I just like, or, or, or even like embracing the craziness. Maybe that's what I'm looking at too. Accepting like, it. Yeah. Accepting it. Like, um, you know, like. Ha ha ha! Isn't this so funny that you know I'm that my children run mess. my life and, yeah. and, and or or like uh that I don't have any time for a date with my spouse or um, what's the other one I've seen? Um Like I I, I can't even think of them right now. But just all of these little trends that are just that that are are making it normal to just. Be defeatist and letting chaos rule our lives. That's the and, word. And and it's just, it's really disheartening to see all of that stuff going on. And it's like, yeah. wh- wh- where do we see that in scripture? I just i i I would love for somebody to point it out to me.
1: Yeah. Where it's be- okay to stay there. Yeah. And celebrate it.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying we we can't get there. We all can get there. But then to be like, you have to accept this for who I am, and like this is just the way that I am, and this is the way that it is, and you know, blah 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 blah. I can't tell you how many times (laughs) over the last several years I've heard people say, "Eh, you know, I don't know, you know, marriage is just hard. It's (laughs) like, I maybe I'm an anomaly, but. Is it like for me? It's not. I, I don't know, and, and and I I could be totally off base, but and I probably am. I don't know. But I I just I I hate that. Like that's so so defeatist again. Yeah. It's just like oh you know you know marriage is just so tough and it's so difficult. It's like, well, are you listening to your spouse? Are you are you right. pursuing a relationship with your spouse, or are you letting everything else around you in your life just just come crashing down around you so that you can't even connect with your spouse anymore
1: but one day it'll get better and work out
0: right yeah okay so what are you doing today that's going to make right. it better one day for it's going to work when out when
1: my job doesn't require so many hours well you could quit that job and get another one mm-hmm. when my kids stop running my life well you could tell them no and then they're not running your life
0: because guess what when your kids stop running your life because they're out of the house something else is going to run your life right
1: or you're just going to have nothing left with the spouse. Yep. I mean, that's tail as old as time at this point, too. Yep. Most divorces do happen at that age yep. because you've let other things run your life, and then you're like, "I don't know you. I don't like you. I'm out." Yeah. Which isn't even a good excuse because you chose to marry this person until you die. Right. So, no, I don't. I don't know if I get more frustrated at the person who posts those kinds of things, or the or the believer who comments on it. And encourages it, yeah. Because we know better, mm-hmm. and if you don't know better, um, you're wrong. I'll just say it: read read your scripture and talk to God. Because there's no reason to stay defeated. There's no reason to stay miserable and live in chaos and be overwhelmed. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. I'll die on that hill.
0: Yeah, because I mean,
1: when it comes to believers, I mean, I mean, because total, we yeah, have yeah, the yeah, answer. Because. because the power of the who, Holy spirit
0: who uh, like somebody away from Christ, who's going to look at that, read that mm-hmm. and want to be a part of that.
1: Not many people
0: because they're going to be like, Jesus hasn't done much for that person.
1: And in fact, if you're working in ministry and living like that, they're going to come to the conclusion that, um, not only has he not done anything, if you do follow him, look what he's going to do. Yeah. Like right. he's proactive on it. It and We're ambassadors. I don't remember where Paul is. a Paul that calls us ambassadors for Christ. That's a rotten ambassador.
0: And not only that, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right. Right. (laughs) So um, if Christ is living in me, I'm going to embody Christ. I'm going to have characteristics of Christ. I'm Mm -hmm. going to live like Christ.
1: He gives us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Yep. Even if that sound mind is sound enough to know that there's a physiological imbalance and you need medication. Yep. Because he gave doctors brains to come up with the medication to help us if we need it.
0: Yes. So we're not saying don't be honest about your difficulties and what's happening in life. Like, life is hard. In We've all gone through stuff. Yeah. But don't. Just end there, though. Right.
1: Stop putting on Facebook that you're a hot mess, and that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, give give a hope
1: <laughs> and a future
0: for uh, give an answer for the hope that you have and some of us aren't showing the hope that we have we're just showing the mm-hmm. hot mess that we are and not the hope yeah. that we have and so if i it, it, you can go back on my facebook and if you want to i don't recommend it cuz it's a <laughs> lot of really stupid stuff on there but you can go back through and if i ever made any serious uh statements if big if um about difficulties or something or other I am always certain to end it with hope. Yeah. With it's it's found in Christ. It'll be fine mm-hmm. because I know whose I am. And so.
1: And you can actually enjoy life and yeah. hang out with your wife and do stuff with your kids and have fun.
0: Yep. What? Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy. True. true story. So yeah, I don't know who we've now ostracized, but um, well, you hopefully had to they hear have it.
1: guts enough to tell us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: We're so friendly. Y- yeah. So think about it. How do you want to be remembered? How how right now if you died right now, it, oh my gosh, I sound so cliché. Or if you moved away or something, how would people around you remember you? If you yeah, think about that. Yeah. Are you just a yeah, just think about it. And I think I put I think I did put in the questions, do something fun this week. Yeah. Do something extraordinary with an ordinary Make a celebration. Create one if you don't have something coming up.
0: I agree. Do something. Yep. Go have fun. Indeed.
1: Have fun 7 o'clock Saturday at Right Brain helping set up for Sunday morning service. Please
0: do. Make it a thing. We'll be there. Yeah. And so will you. We'd love to have you. You don't even have to RSVP.
1: Nope. We'll be there. Just show up.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, keep being ordinary.
1: (laughs) Or not. (laughs) Be extraordinary in your ordinariness. There you go. Like Victoria Roberts. Yeah. Google her.
0: Yeah. Do it. All right. Cool. Peace. Bye.